Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes, and we're coming off a Penguins win this past weekend, a 3-0 win over the Dallas Stars. They sweep the season series with them, and the Penguins ended their three-game losing streak, but also welcomed back some friends as <clears throat> excuse me, Nick Bukestad and Brian Rust came back from injury, and Brian Rust, of course, put a goal on, on the sheet to get his first goal of the season. We'll talk about that in a second, but... Um, be sure to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow all things Penguins. I'll follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. But um, I didn't get to watch all the game because, of course, I was at a bar watching the Nationals game. Don't worry. I, I, I feel like this is the most games that I've missed to start a season as long as I've been a fan, which goes back to before Cindy Crosby came to town. So my apologies. Uh, the Nationals play tomorrow night. Um, it looks like that'll be their final game unless they force Game 7. Um, but the, uh, and of course, it's during a Penguins game. They play, of course, the Philadelphia Flyers tomorrow night on NBC Sports Network. We'll also talk about that today, preview that game a little bit, talk about the Flyers. And um, it's Flyers hate league for a lot of Penguins fans. So, uh, yeah. But um, I did get to see that. I did. I was following up with the game. I was following the game. I got to see some of the highlights of it. Um, I think for the first 40 minutes, let's just get into it. I think for the first 40 minutes, I thought the Penguins were a little bit outplayed. Um but that, that final 20 minutes, I saw a quote after the game, I think, uh, apparently in between periods, a couple of the Penguins stood up and said, we just got to win 20 minutes, and that's exactly what they did. They outplayed the Stars in the third period. I think they outshot them, and that's where they got all their goals. Um, Dominic Cahoon finally finds the score sheet after struggling a lot to open the season. His play, had, he was getting better, but <clears throat> excuse me, he was like honestly just missing a lot of his chances. But his goal, he kind of did come on like a broken ball. And ben Bishop played it to Cahoon, who got the puck right away. He basically threw it to the net, and then it bounced right back to his stick. Um, and then he got the goal to get his first goal of the season. That was a very um, kind of lucky play, but you know what? You need that sometimes, uh, especially you get your first goal. I saw he got the uh, the fire helmet at the, end of the, at the end of the game. Penguins give out this fire helmet, in case you guys don't know. They give out this fire helmet at the end of each win um, to say, like, to, to a player just who played well or got their first goal and, Yep, Cahoon got it, so kudos to him finally finding the score. Shane, with all the injuries, the players coming back, well, we're going to get into that, especially uh, for t- tomorrow's game against the Flyers. There's more uh, reinforcements on the way. Saturday, there's going to be a big reinforcement coming back that we'll talk about. I'm sure you all know. Um, he needs to um, make a case to keep him in the lineup because I think it's going to be him or Aston Reese that's out of the lineup when everyone's healthy. So good on him to get that goal. To stay in the lineup, he needs to keep playing this way if he's going to stay in the lineup. Um, uh, Brian Rust uh, looked, you know, he was caved in possessionally during that game. It looked like um, I saw, I was looking at his possession numbers. They were not good. But at the end, they didn't matter because he had he got his first goal of the season. He was still, he was looking pretty fast out there, tenacious. Um, I, I think it went off of, yeah, it went off of a Stars defender skate and passed the ship as Russ was wrapping it around. I think, honestly, if it wouldn't, if, if it was just a pure wraparound that didn't bounce off anything, I think he scores there anyway. Um, Russ does that a lot. He loves that move, doing a wraparound. He, he scored a lot of goals that way. Um, I remember in the playoff series against the Philadelphia Flyers a couple years ago, actually, he scored a goal in Game 5 just like that to put them, I think, tie the game or put them up. Uh, 2-1 before, of course, the Penguins blew the game with a minute left. But good to see him get back in action. Um, the Penguins miss him. with miss how fast he is. He's so versatile. He can play anywhere in the lineup, top six, bottom six, whatever, PK, special team, any special teams. Uh, so good for him to get his first goal this season in his first game. Nick Bukestad also came back. It's good to see that the center depth is starting to get a lot better. 
Um, you didn't really, I didn't really notice him too much when I was watching the game back, but um, once he slides back down the lineup and plays the third line center role, he'll be fine. Um, he needs to, he needs to establish himself as that third line center. He was looking pretty good towards the end of last season and in the playoffs, even though they got swept by New York. But still, it's good to see him get back. He came back. It looks like a little quicker than expected. It looks like it was only about a couple, two and a half weeks for an injury. So that's pretty good. Uh, to get back, and it looks like Evgeny Malkin is way ahead of schedule for his injury. People were talking about four to six weeks. He looks like he's only going to be out for about, maybe about three weeks, so that's good news for him. Um, also, the playoff, Matt Murray, um, spectacular. Uh, he had his 11th career shutout for the Penguins. Uh, uh, it's getting, I think, close to tying a couple people. Obviously, he probably won't ever touch Marc-Andre Fleury's record. I mean, what Penguin goaltender will. But still, good to see Matt Murray uh, continuing his really, really good play to start this season. I thought he was fantastic, reading the puck well. Uh, he had some really good saves when the Penguins were getting hemmed in their own zone in the first two periods. His glove looked awesome. I mean, you know, that would probably piss off a lot of the people who don't like Mark uh, Matt Murray so much because I'm um, left. But you know what? He started the season really good. He had a really good game against the Stars, and he's going to start against the Flyers, and definitely he'll start against the Oilers considering the Penguins do not play between Tuesday and Saturday of this week. It's a pretty light week uh, for the Penguins. Um, also, uh, for injuries, uh, the Penguins, they did survive an injury scare in this game. Uh, Sidney Crosby took a puck. It looked like off the ear or the cheek, and, of course, you know, a lot of people were scared because, you know, could this be a concussion? Could this be a broken jaw? Because, of course, you all remember Brooks Orpik with the, I think it was against the Islanders when Sidney Crosby was having that Hart Trophy caliber season. And he still should have won that Hart that year. I'll die on that hill. I still don't know how Alex Ovechkin won that Hart that year. Um, Orpik, of course, hit Crosby in the, in the jaw, broke his jaw. He was out for the rest of the other season, but did return for the playoffs. Still, that was a big fear, broken jaw, potentially concussion. Um, but it looks like he got stitches. He was able to return to the third period. He didn't come back right away, which was scaring a lot of people, including myself, because you don't ever want to be down both Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin. But um, he came back. He was at practice today on Monday. Really good uh, good news that he's not seriously injured because he's had a hell of a season. I mean, what did you ex- what else could you expect from him? Um, he was really good in the game uh, anyways, but so was Chris Letang. Um, I know, I don't know, I still don't know why they were playing Jack Johnson with him, which was weird. I mean... I mean, when Chris Letang is being dragged down on the ice, you know it's a problem because Chris Letang is always a 50, 50% or higher, of course, even percent possession player. He drives possession like no other. And when his possession is down on the top pairing, uh, we can point that to one person and one person only, Jack Johnson. So um, but it looks like um, we'll be getting reinforcements on the defensive core uh, moving forward. But still, really, really good effort by the Penguins to get to 7-5. and five. They're in, a play, they're in the first wild card spot right now. They're very close to being in second place in the division. Um, and you know what? They, they were able to navigate through all these injuries, and you didn't want the Bengals to do that because now when they get fully healthy, they're going to even be that much more dangerous. So the Penguins, uh, they had practice today on Monday. Um, they got a lot of really, really good injury news. Um, Alex Galchenyuk goes back on the ice, full practice. Um, again, uh, he, he had that full practice in Dallas but did not play, but he's definitely going to play tomorrow, it looks like. I know Solomon said he's a game back decision, but he's working on the second line, worked on the top power play in his second power play unit. He basically did everything in practice, full contact. Would be stunned if he didn't play tomorrow, and, you know, it's going to be good to get him back in action because we really need to see what he can do since he's missed so much time with an injury and, of course, the spider bite. 
Um, Brian Dumoulin was also back at practice today. Full contact. Um, was on the top pairing with Chris Letang. <laughs> Hallelujah. So no more Jack Johnson first pairing. The rest of the pairings, of course, Pedersen, Schultz, and they're putting uh, Johnson down with Marino. I'd expect Ricola to get some time with Marino. I'd expect, uh, hopefully, Johnson to be scratched at some point. Hell, maybe they'll trade him, but um, at least you don't have the um, the the pressure to, put, to pair Good Branson and Johnson now and keep Marino out of the lineup. Uh, that just goes to show how that John Marino earned his ice time with his team and earned a roster spot. And he definitely has. He's not going to wow you uh, possession-wise, analytically-wise, but on the ice... I like his game. He had a really another really good game. He got his first NHL point actually against the Stars. I forgot to mention that. And he just plays really sound defensively. He makes good pinches. He has good offensive instinct. Um, it would be a, a very shock to me if he is not on that uh, pairing every single night for the rest of the way, including the playoffs if the Penguins, of course, um, get in. But yeah, so Dumoulin's going to be coming back. Gachenyuk's coming back. And also Evgeny Malkin was back at practice today. Started out in a red no-contact sweater. Then changed over. He was mixing in with some old lines. Um, he was also working on the second power play unit after the practice. The media spoke with him basically saying, he said, he's like, yeah, I don't think I'm, uh, I, I guess I'm Ferris phasing. He said his goal is to play on Saturday. So even though Mike Sullivan said he's a game-time decision for tomorrow, don't expect him to play. Be one of those times where he's not going to play. It's expect to see him on Saturday. Um, the Penguins have three off days after Tuesday to get him some more work. Um, I, that's definitely what I expect to see him. And then after that, you know, this team will be basically fully healthy. And you know what? That's awesome. That's great to see. Um, they did send down Adam Johnson and Joseph Landisi, so two of their AHL forwards go back. And that means there's a couple tough decisions right now. The Penguins are at 14 forwards going into this game. Um, Obviously, Galchenyuk is going to play. And then when Malkin comes back, who do you take out? Do you take out Sam Lafferty? Do you take out um, Dominic Cahoon, Zach Astoris? Do you, do you take Which two of those three do you take out of the lineup? Because, I mean, Galchenyuk and Malkin are going to be playing every night. I mean, of course, Galchenyuk is going to play. You got him in return from Phil Kessel. So there's going to be some very tough decisions for the four group uh, going forward. Uh, I'll be curious to see what they do. Do they send Lafferty down? I really don't think you should. What about Austin Reese? He may be benched. Uh, Cahoon, if he you know slides back down, he, could he be benched even after scoring his first goal? Um, but this is this is still a good problem to have for the Penguins. This is the most deep I think they've been at forward in a long time, probably since their uh, back-to-back cup years. So of course maybe just a few years, but still very good problem to have. Now they only have eight defensemen. Um, you know, of course there's no Eric Branson and their two goalies. So. Um, really good guys that the Penguins are getting fully healthy again. Um, they, you, they, they did not get buried during this stretch. They banked points after that five-game winning streak. They lost three in a row, but still uh, taking six out of nine uh, with those all those injured players out. I know, nice, by the way. That's pretty good. And the Penguins, um, of course, will get all the, some of those injured players back when they host for their first time this season, the Philadelphia Flyers. So the Flyers will come to town. Uh, tomorrow night, the game will be on NBC Sports Network. For those who are not in Pittsburgh, it is also on AT&T Sports Network in Pittsburgh if you live in Pittsburgh. So I don't think you'll be able to get both. It'll probably be blacked out. But for those not in Pittsburgh, you can watch it nationally, NBC Sports Network. That's what uh, I would be doing, of course, if um, uh, if I was able to watch the game. I think hopefully they'll show the game of the bar uh, during tomorrow night while I'm off, so I can watch both that game and the other Nationals game at the same time. That'd be great. But anyways, let's dive into the Flyers a little bit. Um, the Flyers had a back-to-back this weekend. They, they were actually, they almost lost both of their games. They lost one of them, of course, 
uh, yesterday to the New York Islanders. But before that, they were actually down 4-2 to the Blue Jackets, and then they rolled off three straight to make it 5-4 before eventually make it 7-4 with a couple of um, And there's a five-goal uh, third period, and the, uh, the game-breaking goal was Kevin Hayes, who signed that massive extension. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw Jonas Corposalo's uh, hissy fit when he allowed that goal. He was he was mad online if I've ever seen it. But And then had the Islanders game yesterday. Uh, Carter Hart did not look good, and he's had a really, really, really poor start to the season now. Um, he allowed five goals yesterday on uh, – actually, yeah, five goals on 14 shots and only a 643 save percentage. His save percentage is now below 900 for the season. I know – I was seeing a lot of talk on Twitter last night about, you know, uh, well, you know, well, how, why can't Penguins fans say anything? Penguins fans really shouldn't talk considering Matt Murray has only been 917. I'm like, well, the thing with Matt Murray right now is ever since coming back like 10 months ago from that injury, he's been one of the best goaltenders in hockey. So that's really a poor argument from you guys. Um, even in the playoffs, he wasn't even the problem. From December, like I said, from December... To April of last season, he was 930 save percentage, save percentage of 5v5. This season, he's already close to around 920. He's been one of their, he's having a really, really good season. He's playing, he's played like a top 10 goaltender this season. So ever since, like I said, ever since coming back from injury, he's been really good. So I'm not really sure you can harp on them too much. Um, Carter Hart, guys, I, I know he's been bad to start this season, but also it's a small sample size. Um, I'm sure I think he'll be fine at some point, but you never know with goalies. A lot of them are voodoo. Like it's a lot of it is just really random. You don't know what you can get. I don't know who's going to start tomorrow night's game. I'd imagine. I don't know if they'll throw Carter Hart back out there against the Penguins, especially considering they're getting some reinforcements back and how bad that outing was. Um, also, last night Elliott came in, uh, faced 19 shots, uh, saved all 19 of them. So. He could also get the start if they just if they decide to, which I think I would expect at this point. But um, Voracek scored last night. Giroux got a goal, and also Travis Konechny. Um, You know what you're going to get out of those guys. Uh, they're awesome. Voracek's uh, very underrated. Claude Giroux. Um, I used to talk a lot of crap about him back in the day, but he's grown on me a little bit. He's 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 really really good. But um, you know he's not the best player in the world as a. Uh, you know, people were saying back in 2012, he's not a top five player, but he's still a really good player. Um, it looks like Kevin Hayes is having a really good year. And, you know, they're going to need that at the start of that contract because that contract was laughed at by a lot of people in hockey media. You know, I laughed at it pretty good considering it's probably going to be an albatross um, in the later years of it. But right now, you have to, this is where you maximize on it. Now, of course, Sean Couturier, one of the best Two-way centers in hockey um, has really developed his offensive game. Uh, he did not used to be this good offensively where he would put up 35 goals, 80 points. He was never that player until about a couple seasons ago. He is now. He's awesome. They have James Van Reevesdyke still. Um, let's see. Of course, you have Shane Goss to spare coming off a rough season last season. Uh, their defensive cores uh, remained a little bit. You know, the Matt, they acquired Matt Niskin in. They gave up Radko Gudas, but Matt Niskin is also not that good anymore. Justin Braun is kind of meh. Um, they still have Michael Roffel. Ivan Provorov is a stud. I've really been high on Provorov for a long time. Um, I think he's probably, I, honestly, I think he's the best uh, defenseman on that roster. I would take him over Gostas Bear in a heartbeat. They still have uh, Sam Morin, the young player there. Um, Joel Farabee, he's the, he's the young player there as well. Um, but yeah, a lot of familiar faces coming back for the Flyers. And this will be an interesting year for them. Uh, 
you know, they're, they're kind of a bubble team, I thought, you know, going into the season. You know, they'll either make it as a wild card or they'll miss it because you really never know with them. Um, they're such a – what's the word I'm looking for? Like, they're so random. Like, they can go on a 10-game winning streak, then they can lose 10 games in a row. They can win 20 in a row. They can lose 20 in a row. I think I, it was like last season before they literally lost 10 games in a row, and then they won 10 games in a row the same exact season. So, yeah, that's the Flyers for you. Um they're such an interesting team. Um, I'm sure, of course, you know, there'll be a lot of interesting discussion on Twitter. But, you know, this is that team I think that that the Penguins should be able to beat. They did lose the season series last season to them. Uh, they lost three of the four games. Honestly, the Penguins probably should have won three of those four games. Because two of those games that the, the Penguins lost to them, they blew with, like, less than a minute left. They they were actually they were up by a goal with less than a minute left. They don't give up a goal there. They, 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 they actually take the season series three out of four games. That, that's that's the funny thing about it. Of course, one of them was the outdoor game where they gave up the two goals in less than five minutes uh, of play. And the, the tying goal came with less than 20 seconds left. And then, and then the other game, this is where they actually, I think, burned their uh, stadium series jerseys. They uh, they gave up the tying goal with, I think, yeah, 50 seconds left. And they said after the game, yeah, we're never wearing those jerseys again. And can you blame them? I mean, come on now. It's just, yeah, so... I think tomorrow night, I wonder if they were, I don't know if they're going to wear their third jerseys, but they'll, uh, they could wear, of course, it'll be that jersey or the home jersey. It'll probably be the home jersey. I think they usually wear their third jerseys on weekends. But, yeah, Penguins back in action tomorrow. I play the Philadelphia Flyers for the first time. We'll try to get to 8-5. and five, And I improve further in the Metropolitan Division by, well, with also getting some injured players back. So I thought I'd end the show with a, a couple of uh, funny things to, that I saw today. Um, I'm not really going to talk about the uh, the potential scam involving Evgeny Malkin. It looks like um, he got scammed out of four million dollars with an investor thing back in Russia. Um, did not look does not look like good news, but I don't think too much will come out of it. I'm not going to really get into it because I don't understand it that much. But um, after practice, um, <clears throat> sorry. I love when the players um, give Dan Potash so much crap. Uh, it, it's been they've been doing that, um, everyone for years on end. Uh, Pascal Dupuis with the thanks Dan and Mark Andre Fleury always pulling pranks on him. Uh, James uh, James Neal, uh, Cindy Crosby, Pascal Dupuis I think was the ultimate prankster on him. Uh, him and Fleury they were both really good. Gino will do it times and Gino did it today. Uh, he said uh, he said after practice, yes, Potash was like, why are you here? And Dan Potash was like, to see you. And of course, uh, if some of you aren't familiar who Dan Potash is, he's the um, he's the interview guy on AT&T Sportsnet. He interviews players in between the periods. Um, also is at practice with the team. Um, he does a lot of really funny stuff during the games. He, he's like, he, he's, the, the be- he's the best part of the uh, AT&T Sportsnet broadcast. But anyways... As I poked, I said to see to see you, and then Malkin goes. He goes, "Oh, thank you, miss you." And then Potash is like, "Nah, you're lying." And Malkin goes, "Yeah, I am." So you know, it, it's always fun to see uh, everyone just go off and Dan Potash. I think Yarmir Yager at times. I don't think has ever played while Dan Potash has been on eighteen C Sports. He's never played for the team for as long as eighteen T Sportsnet has been on. He he gave Potash so much garbage uh, uh, too. I think or and actually no. My mistake. That was Paul Stackerwell that he always used to give garbage to because Paul Stackerwell had been there for a long time until, he, of course, he retired from broadcasting games. But still, it's always fun to see um, everyone give Potash uh, so much crap. Um, he, he's like I said, he's the best part of the uh, the broadcast on AT&T Sports. I know I do like Steve Mears, but Bob Barry, uh, 
Man, he is just, he, he is, he is really something else. And I, I think they got to get another color commentator. It's so funny, like, when I watch the games with my mom, she'll be watch, she'll be, like, doing something, but, like, she'll be multitasking. And she'll just be like, shut the hell up, Bob Airy. I mean, because, of course, she is, she's been a fan, like, way longer than I have, back into the 80s, early 90s, when the team was really good and before they were stuck, so... Uh, she 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 knows all the players and then she knows Bob Barry so it's it's really funny to see her um, get get so uh, m mad about it and all that. Also, I saw a tweet today uh, this uh, on this day in 2006, 13 years ago. Kraut, Cindy Crosby scored his first career hat trick in an 8-2 victory. Who was it? The Philadelphia Flyers. So I'm sure all Moss Penguins fans will be hoping that he does the same thing tomorrow. He absolutely owns the Flyers. Um, I think. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, um, he, the most points he's ever scored against an NHL team have come against the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, I think it's by a long shot. Too. I think the Islanders are right behind them. I think it may be more of a points per game against the Islanders, or maybe I'm not sure, but the Flyers, he, is, he has owned them ever since he came into the league, ever since uh, Kevin, Ken Hitchcock uh, crushed Crosby after the game for that game winner. I think that was when he had a bloody, he had that bloodied mouth. Uh, and Crosby scored the uh, the winner in that game against Philadelphia, and that's when, of course, the uh, the, the crybaby notion, I guess, was formed. Yeah, it lasted about four years until people actually started to come into their senses that, hey, Cindy Crosby's not a crybaby because he's not. Like, it's 2019 now. The guy's like 32 years old. But um, you see if Cindy Crosby can work more of his magic tomorrow against the Flyers. I thought I'd throw that out there. Um uh, the game, uh, uh, the game. Uh, I, I did not. I don't know if I said this. The game is in Pittsburgh tomorrow, not Philadelphia. So they'll have two more games against Philadelphia later in the season. Uh, one more back in Pittsburgh. No outdoor game this year, folks. Uh, that stadium series was one back in Heinz Field, and of course this past year back in Philly. They may schedule something at some point between the two teams, but they may not. So um, who knows on that front? Uh, last thing I wanted to say was also thought it was funny. Apparently Brian Rust and Jack Johnson did a bet this weekend. Um, Jack Johnson played his hockey at Notre Dame. Brian Rust at, um, actually, no, I, I mistaken that. Actually, yeah, so Brian Rust played his hockey at Notre Dame, and because Brian, uh, Notre Dame played Michigan in college football this weekend, so they made a way with Jack Johnson, who played at Michigan, um, a loser, gets to buy the person dinner wearing a hat. Michigan absolutely clobbered Notre Dame 45-14, so, uh, Brian Rust was seen today talking with the media, um, with a Michigan hat, which I'm sure killed him. That'd be like basically, me making a bet with someone with the Virginia Tech UVA game and me having to wear a Virginia hat, which I don't think I will ever, ever do in my life, considering hopefully they don't beat them for a long time. Uh, Virginia Tech has beaten them 15 years in a row. So, anyways, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, I thought this would be a cool last segment to do. Uh, there really wasn't much too much else to talk about. Um, I'll have another episode coming tomorrow. We'll recap the game, uh, see how the Penguins did against Flyers. And uh, look ahead, uh, talk about some storylines from the game, and look ahead to the game on Saturday against the Edmonton Oilers, considering the Penguins have three straight days off after this game. All right, guys, take care.